Starting off with Bill O'Brien, head coach and GM for the Houston Texans since 2014, being fired after starting the season 0-4. Let's talk about Bill O'Brien's history with the Texans. Since 2014, he has been 52-48 and with the Texans. He has had four playoff appearances, and, and he has a 2-4 and playoff record, never reaching the AFC title game. The major trades he made was when he traded up for Deshaun Watson with with Cleveland, buying on Laramie Tunsil and selling DeAndre Hopkins. Two of two of those were good trades. The one that wasn't was DeAndre Hopkins. But the DeAndre Hopkins trade, looking back on it, he was kind of forced into that position. DeAndre Hopkins wanted huge time money. The Texans did not have big time money. There were limited teams that had the big-time money. Like, you're really narrowing it down to teams with rookie quarterbacks. You already don't have many teams that you can trade them to. You need to make the money work out. So David Johnson with the second-round pick, it was not good value for DeAndre Hopkins, but it was good value considering the limited number of teams that he could trade them to. Still a loss of a deal, though. They went 2-1 and one for those trades. And well, in 2020, they're 0-4 when they have gone all in. Made a huge deal for Laramie Tuntle, traded for Brandon Cook, signed Randall Cobb. They, they, they brought back Deshaun Watson with a huge deal. They have the highest team salary in the league. They are all in after making the divisional round last season. And they're 0-2. Going into the Pittsburgh game, J.J. Watt got into a heated argument with Bill O'Brien, which led to a player revolt to get him fired. I think this is a good long-term move. It may not be the best short-term move because you're only four weeks into the season. It's a little rushed, but long-term, this is a good move. O'Brien, I think he's smart. I don't think he's that bad. I mean, he's fucked up a bunch of times, but but being thrusted into head coach NGM, I mean, they've had four playoff appearances. They've won two playoff games. They've been positive. He's not bad at his job, but I do think he'd be more fit for some, like, assistant GM position. Now, looking at the candidates, I hope they can either get the Chiefs' offensive coordinator, Eric Bieniemy or the Ravens' offensive coordinator, Greg, Greg Roman, because these two coordinators, being head coaches, they can both improve Deshaun Watson on different fronts. The enemy, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, worked worked with Mahomes so he could potentially help 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 develop Deshaun Watson's throwing ability and when to scramble. And the benefits from Greg Roman is by getting more designed runs to help improve that aspect of Deshaun Watson's game because obviously Greg Roman has worked with Lamar Jackson and that whole Ravens offense. I think this is a good long-term move. You you were never going to make the Super Bowl with Bill O'Brien. You were going to be that consistent wild-card team. So, so my big opinion on it, pretty good move. I hope they can get the Chiefs offensive coordinator or potentially the Ravens offensive coordinator. Moving on to the Thursday night football preview between the Chicago Bears and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Nick Foles coming off of a bad week versus a tough Indianapolis defense has to face another tough defense in Tampa Bay with a short week. Not the best thing for Foles. 
Tom Brady last week threw five touchdowns going up against a good Los Angeles Chargers defense, but he will not have Chris Godwin and LaShawn McCoy once again tonight. Leonard Fournette is doubtful, and Mike Evans and Scotty Miller are both questionable for tonight's game. That's basically their entire offense, except for Cameron Brait and Rob Gronkowski. So hopefully Mike Evans and Scotty Miller can play tonight. I do not think that Leonard Fournette will, but hopefully Evans and Miller can. Brady will have to have another day like he did last Sunday because as the Bears are not a scary team, there are a lot of injuries here. And the Bears do have Eddie Jackson, Khalil Mack. They have talent. That 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 front seven is good, and that secondary can make big plays. The on the Bears offensive side of things, they don't have an they do not have a high powered offense. Their quarterback play is average, and just their weapons around them. David Montgomery's fine. You got Anthony Miller's fine. You got you have Allen Robinson who is good, and your tight end play is just okay. So I think that this game I think both the defenses are pretty even, so it comes down to the offenses. Bruce Arians and Tom Brady versus Matt Nagy and Nick Foles. Give me Brady in the Bucks in a close one. I think that this game will be good, but I think that it's going to be evident who the best team is here. You have Tom Brady against Nick Foles, rematch the 2017 Super Bowl. I think Brady's going to pull it off. Moving on. Washington benches Dwayne Haskins. This is super weird. This was supposed to be a developmental year for Washington and especially for Dwayne Haskins. They're and especially for Dwayne Haskins, their supposed franchise guy. And then you bench him. And and like you not even bench him. You move him to third in the death chart behind Alex Smith, who look, full respect to him. I don't think he should play football though respect and then you start Kyle Allen I get the whole this puts us in a better winning situation for Rivera that is completely fair but I viewed this as a okay let's just develop our young guys get another high draft pick and then we're ready to go year hopefully this doesn't have long-term negative effects with the Haskins and Rivera relationship that would be bad Moving on to the second smaller subject, that's COVID-19. Pretty big subject, but in the NFL, Stephon Gilmore, Defensive Player of the Year last year, one more Titans player, bringing their number up to 23 total, and one Raiders player, I forgot his name, tested positive for COVID-19 right after sun, sun, Sunday's games. And with a huge development, well, the Titans got caught not following the protocols. They got caught having a little workout there's there is there is legitimate video evidence of it i think the punishment should be a huge fine and losing a pick definitely not a first i think it should be a second or a potential third round pick just this is the titans should get a huge fine for this just follow the protocols just follow them this is what happens when you try to get risky 23 people, no way they should play Sunday. No way. I, I don't think they should one bit. 
On a more positive note, there there were no more positive Patriots tests since Stephon Gilmore, but I assume that all the results have not come back. Hope, hopefully the Chiefs are fine. Hopefully the rest of the Raiders and the Bills are all good. With COVID in the NFL, it's super weird because I think that this season should have been shortened. I think going out and thinking that you're going to play a 17-week season with with the postseason was a bit ridiculous because as I get, you cannot create bubble situations. They're not even really trying. You, you, you should at least try to create bubble situations in each city and in each team, kind of like how they're doing with training camp with team hotels and stuff like that. Keep that up. They need just the protocols need to be stricter, and this punishment needs to be big. I will talk about trading and some buy-low candidates for your league. So, boom, you could potentially get these five guys for cheap, and they will end up being impact players down the stretch of the season. The first guy I have is Josh Jacobs running back for the Raiders. After a ginormous week one where he had three touchdowns, he has not scored since. Does does this cause for concern? A little bit, but not much. He leads the NFL in rushing attempts, just a kind of tough schedule, and no TDs recently. Me, me personally, if you have Josh Jacobs, I would not sell on him. I think it'll be okay. But if you do not have Josh Jacobs, try to go after him. Try to get him for a really good price because in some leagues you definitely can do that. Moving on to my second running back, that is Miles Sanders. Miles Sanders is top tier in usage. He's a dual threat back. He is one of the he is one of the Eagles' few good weapons. Actually, he's actually he's one of the Eagles' few weapons. I can't even name their receivers. He is just currently not getting touchdowns right now, but that will change with time. Once Alshon Jeffrey comes back, some of the pressure will be relieved off Miles Sanders. And then down the stretch, he will be fine. I would not sell Miles Sanders. I would definitely try to try to get him though. Moving to my two wide receivers, that is Marquise Hollywood Brown. He is a great deep threat, and he is first in average target distance. He is bound to get big plays. He makes them sooner rather than later. Marquise Brown is the Ravens' big deep threat, and. As the Ravens do not throw the ball much, when they do, Marquise Brown is definitely one of the first guys that Lamar Jackson's look that that Lamar Jackson looks for when it comes to the big plays. So if he's if he's potentially on the waivers, pick him up. He can be a good side piece for a deal. Moving to the second receiver, DJ Moore. He is 12th in wide receiver targets, and like Brown, he is a big deep threat. With with Teddy Bridgewater coming into his own more and more, Robbie Anderson is playing very well. Him and DJ Moore will have to split numbers eventually. DJ Moore will have to get in front of Robbie Anderson eventually, and I think he will because I think he's a more talented wide receiver than Robbie Anderson. It's just as of right now currently, they are pretty neck and neck with targets. But at DJ Moore, he is the number one receiver on that team. It will be fine. With Teddy Bridgewater getting used to the system, he will be fine. Moving on to the fifth and final player, this is a tight end. 
The tight end for me is Evan Ingram, first-round pick from a few years back, plays, plays for the Giants. He is third in the league in tight end targets. He has just had a rough schedule to start, and without Saquon, more pressure is put on his shoulders. But with Daniel Jones progressing through the year, Jason Garrett trying to figure out how to use Daniel Jones, Joe Judge trying to figure out how to use Daniel Jones, Evan Ingram is definitely one of their biggest targets, and he is definitely the most talented target on that roster as of right now. If you enjoyed that, share it with a friend. If not, share it with a friend. Um, This is what I plan on doing every Thursday at 3 p.m., and right now I will like to say my schedule moving forward. I know I've said a bunch of stuff before, but this is actually what I plan on doing. Every Sunday night, I will talk about the Steelers game at 8 p.m. I will be dropping those every Sunday, 8 p.m. So if you're a Steelers fan, stay tuned for that. Every Monday at four at three every Monday at three PM I will drop headline Monday. Every Tuesday at six PM I will drop Fantasy Tuesday where I talk about waiver wire pickups and trades. We saw a sneak peek with the trades today. Nothing on Wednesday. Thursday at three PM Newsline Thursday. Nothing on Friday. And then Saturday at three PM. Three PM. 3 p.m. is is the definitive time I will be doing predictions. So that is my plan moving forward. That is what I'm going to do. Um, Yeah, follow me on Twitter at StutteringProds. That is P-R-O-D-S. It's weird. I know. And on Instagram, that guy who likes to talk about the sports. I've posted nothing on Instagram yet. I don't even know what I'm going to do with it, but I'm going to do something with it. And then on Twitter... I kind of just talk about things when they happen. I'll be doing like, I'll be live tweeting during games too. That's my plan because I'm like trying to get this moving. So boom, I hope you guys have a good day. And a disclaimer, those those times were Eastern Standard Time. I forgot to say that. So yeah, hope you guys have a good day. Hope, hope that you enjoyed and thanks for sitting through this long ass outro.